You mean to imply, more pushed, that you've been working to help us during this? Where better to plot your enemy's demise to learn their weaknesses than at their side? We were silent, Lord Grayson and his father watching, or the latter did. Grayson and Elaine were just staring at each other. Why this obsession to find Miriam and Draken? Moore asked. It's what the world expects of me, what Highburn expects. And if he grants my asking price to find them, Draken has a legion capable of turning the tide in battle. It was why I allied with him during the war. I don't doubt Draken still has it trained and ready. Word will have reached him by now, especially that I'm looking for them. I'm warning, the only way Jurian could send one, by making himself the hunter. I said to Jurian, You don't want to kill Miriam and Draken. There was stark honesty in Jurian's eyes as he shook his head once. No, he said roughly. I want to beg their forgiveness. Welcome to the House of Wind Book Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Amber. This is a fan podcast where we discuss our current book obsession. We're going to break down chapters, characters, themes, and, let's be honest, gossip about our theories relevant to the magical, fairy-filled lands of Prithian. Just so you know, this podcast will contain spoilers and is explicit. We swear and we talk dirty. If you don't get worked up over the phrase, grab the headboard, or hello, Vera darling, then proceed with caution. We hope you enjoy being a part of our book club. Stay smutty. Hello, and welcome to the House of Wind book club, where it's starting to feel like ha 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 here in <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> we had the most fall weekend this weekend. It was beautiful. It was it was a really, really nice weekend. We went um, to a cabin in Wisconsin Dells. One of my friends, uh, Katie, she, she has a family cabin, and it was like the perfect fall like cusp of summer and fall weekend because mm-hmm. like on saturday we went out on the boat and it was really warm like i was wearing tank top and shorts but then saturday night we sat by the fire and we were like all cozied up and it rained a little bit and it was lovely it was perfect the dogs had a great time they're rubius rubius so is tired. michael phelps now <laughs> he swam in the in the lake and was a mucky lake monster. Yeah, Rubius is a lake monster. And Rusty watched from the shore, absolutely horrified and disgusted. It's like, ew. Ew. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, we are celebrating beautiful Amber's birthday. Woo-woo. You're now birthdayed up. Hell yeah. And actually, the day that this comes out is going to be on Hannah's birthday. Oh, yeah, because it comes out on a Wednesday. It comes out on Wednesday. <gasps> you guys, when this comes out, I'll have turned 30. 30 so Let me just tell you, I can already tell you, past Hannah is telling you future Hannah on Wednesday is 30, flirty, and she is thriving. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I used to I used to dread it, but I'm actually really excited for my 30s. It's going to be awesome. 30s are going to be wonderful. Yeah, we all have birthdays like 
Bing, like, bing, September boom. and October are like just They're birthday crazy. celebrations. All of my closest friends, <clears throat> with the exception of like one or two, mm-hmm. has a birthday between, yeah, literally within a two month span. It's insane. So many fall babies. It's crazy because all four of us, like our significant others and mm-hmm. us, we all have birthdays like back to back to back to back. Yeah, we're all like two weeks apart, yep. two, one to two weeks apart from mm-hmm. each other. So yeah, shout out to all the fall fall birthday homies all, all out the there. the Virgo queens as the our server when Ben <laughs> took me out to dinner there. Uh-huh. She was like, "What? What's your like? What's the occasion?" She's like, "Oh, is today your birthday?" I was like, "Yes." She goes, "Oh, Virgo queen, Virgo queen," because <laughs> I'm on a cusp day. Yes, yeah. You and Riley are both, I think, Virgos, right? Mm-hmm. And you are really on the turning point. I'm on the like the day, the I last day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm a Libra. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't really know what that means, but I, I, yeah, I, I don't follow any of that. But apparently, I subscribe to both, kind of, because right. I'm on, like on a cusp day. I don't know. I know nothing. If, yeah, all you astrological people out there, let us know if you know what does it mean to be a Virgo and a Libra. Yeah, and tell us if we match our sign. I love the little Madonna Vogue thing you just did there. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, don't forget, guys, um, getting into business here. We have a Minneapolis meetup. We are so excited about October 22nd. It's coming around the corner. I'm so pumped. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Oh, please join us. Oh, Forgotten Star Brewery, 2 p.m., August 22nd. Well, October 22nd. October. Did I just say August? Sure did. Oh, my God. It's happening. (laughs) My brain is turning 30. My brain is becoming adult with age. Oh, no. I'm like those queens after they came out the cauldron. Yes. fucked. (laughs) It's all over for me now. So I probably won't show up because I'll forget what day it is. (laughs) And it will just be entirely disheveled. I'll be like, okay, we have to leave. She's like, leave for what? For what? I didn't bake anything. I didn't put Akatar guess who together. <laughs> we have a lot of fun things planned for that day. So don't miss out if you're in travelable distance. Come yes, say hi. Please, please join. And bring your friends. Um, Don't forget you can get a month free trial on Audible as well as a free title at www.audibletrial.com slash house of wind. Totally worth it. Absolutely worth Love it. Love Audible. Yep worth it yes um also last but not least check out our patreon Mm -hmm. there's some fun stuff on there our last one um was a deep dive into some crescent city spoilers for those of you that love that series as well and are getting very excited for our january uh you know we're gonna have to have an emergency patreon for when we finish that probably yeah i think so too oh god um so yeah we have that on there it's a great way to support us coming down the line we'll probably have merch at some point in the next few months and Mm -hmm. so there's lots of fun stuff going on there and it's just like i said a good way to support us and we appreciate it yes and we kind of give exclusive little insights into our patreon members of you know things going on in our lives um just kind of give our patreon members kind of our like the first chance to give input on certain things um like the direction of our podcast and maybe what we're going to do after Akatar, things like that. So mm-hmm. take a little peeky. It's five dollars totally a month. It. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Last episode. Last episode. Last episode, we had the whole squad 
And it was after the original High Lords meeting, and they slept it off. And at the beginning of last episode, they kind of circled back. And they returned to the war conversation with all of the allied High Lords. And as Helion and Tarquin and Tamlin and Reese and Farah, as they're all kind of talking about what the next plan is, they're kind of saying, hey, Tamlin, if you, Tamlin and Tarquin, you kind of hold down the fort, secure your borders, rally as many of your troops as you possibly can, and we will get there as soon as we can. But as they're like, discussing this nesta out of the blue is like stands up she's in extreme pain with her hand over her chest and she gets physically ill physically sick from the intensity of whatever it is that she's feeling and we quickly learn as reese goes very pale and has future elaine and that's so raven eyes he then says that Hybern was successful in tearing down the wall. Oh boy. We learned that we were too late and now we need to make a plan and fast. They all returned to Valaris almost immediately um, because the first thing they want and need to do is to protect the humans that are susceptible and that are right over the border of where the wall was. So we have a clusterfuck of a plan where Elaine's like, hmm, Let's talk to Grayson and his family and see if they will provide refuge. It's it's an icky idea all around, but it's literally all we have. We don't have much. Friends. We don't we don't have much. And on that same thread, Farah is feeling quite desperate, and she trudges her little bum down to the depths of hell, the library, wink wink, um, <laughs> with Amrin to make another deal with Braxis just to spice things up a bit more because we love chaos. It's we're just making it as chaotic as we possibly can. The inner circle can't thrive without chaos. Yeah. So chapter 50 ended with everyone taking one last lingering look at their home and at each other. And then they winnowed away to the Illyrian war camps and then to the human lands. (sighs) Woof. Big woof. I'm just going to paint a picture for you guys right now. Just a nice calming picture before we dive into the shitstorm that is the rest of this book. (laughs) Amber and I are sitting in a very low-lit living room, two dogs snoozing. We're sipping warm apple cider. The windows are open and the crickets are singing. And we have nice candles flickering that are fall-scented. Just take a deep breath and imagine you're sniffing those candles. Okay. Now I'm going to pull you out of this nice picture that we have here. We had to create a calming ambiance because we're about to do some yelling probably. Here we go. (laughs) Chapter 51. I'm pulling you away from the calmness and into the storm. Uh, Yeah. Welcome to hell. (laughs) (laughs) You have arrived. You have arrived. Oh, God. All expenses trip. All expenses paid trip straight to hell. Expenses paid. Have fun. <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs> so they <laughs> they arrive at the Illyrian war camp, and Snooty Pants Lord Devlin greets them. Do we remember Lord Devlin? Yes, we do. He is the big turd who is constantly giving like Asriel and Cassian trouble. He's the one who like doesn't want the women to train. So just a quick refresher on who he is. He's an asshole. So the Illyrians that 
quote unquote, welcome them, look a lot like Azriel and Cassian. They're tan, golden skinned, golden eyes. Oh, beautiful. Except they're not beautiful. They're not like Azriel and Cassian at all. They suck. They suck so bad, you guys. I feel like Devlin is like the booty hole baron equivalent of like the Illyrians. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. And I have actually now coined him douchebag Devlin. I love that. <laughs> I it's it's fitting. He sucks. Big so D. Big <laughs> Every time I hear up, Big D, I was going to say Big D just makes me think of Harry Potter. <laughs> oh. oh my god. So these Illyrians are wearing sneers and only two siphons compared to seven, count them, count seven <laughs> magical number that our bat boys are wearing. I fucking love this. I appreciate it. I love how Pharaoh's like, seems like excessive that Azrael and Cassian have that many, but I feel like it needs, it needed to be done. Like it's, yes. that's how much more powerful they are than the rest of them me so happy i'm not like a spiteful person like that Mm -hmm. but this book really brings it out in me this these few chapters are really bringing out my spite (laughs) just i hate i hate the illyrians so much and i hate some of these humans that we interact with later it's a bummer so um you can kind of feel there's like a hatred towards like both bastards, which essentially is Azriel and Cassian, and women coming from the males in the camp. It's not good vibes, people. And it's disgusting, honestly. I can't stand any of these Illyrian men. Maurice puts on his air of cold, haughty high lord to remind the Illyrians that he rules over them, because they need that, while discussing the downfall of the wall. And the whole time Azrael is just like super quiet and just staring down the Illyrians. And he truly hates being back in this camp. Like he hates, I really think he hates that he's Illyrian. I think he I hates. I think he does too. I don't yeah. think he really identifies with that part of himself. Mm-mm. Like him and Cass both. I mean, but as more so than Cass. Right. Yeah. I think Cassian, Cassian's more like. He doesn't like it, but he is in a role where he has to interact with the Illyrians. He's their general. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think he, because he's in a position of power, he kind of gets a little bit of redemption there of, like, ha, like, who's the bastard now? Right. But Asriel is the spy master, so he's he's doing behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think he just doesn't, I think it just makes him feel icky. And that's just that feeling of being back somewhere where you don't have fond memories. It really does just like transport you. And he's probably not feeling very good feelings right now. Because right. if I we don't remember, blame him. yeah, his his childhood was shit. So I don't blame him at all. So they also have I just have to say, they have a lot of work to do after the war with rebuilding how the Illyrians operate. Cause they're just giant pieces of shit. And I can't. I can't with them. (laughs) So as they're talking, douchebag Devlin sees Nesta and he says, what is that? Excuse me, that? (sighs) Excuse me. 
I'm so mad. Nesta. I don't think I've ever heard someone say that as serious as you just said that. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Sir. Douchebag Devlin. <laughs> so Nesta, I love this. Nesta just stares him down. And like she's really not giving him anything. <clears throat> and then <laughs> I feel like this is something that uh that your that Danielle would do. I feel like this is something she would do. Yes. Staring down, staring down someone, and then someone asks if Nessa is a witch, and Nessa just says, Yes. <laughs> Even though she's not. She's not, but just to just to just fuck, fuck with, with them. them. I love that so much. Like and like everyone else is getting ready to answer no. And she's like, actually, I am. Just because she knows they're clearly terrified of, right. of witches. Right. Oh, my God. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I just love her sass so much. And Cassian is like, quote, she may act like a witch sometimes, but no, she's high fae. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's why Nesta and Cass are so beautiful together, because they're both so sarcastic and yeah. witty. And they just say things to get a rise out of people. Even when they don't mean it. I mean, it's just, it's poetic. Those two are just, they have a, they have a knack for it. Let's they do. That. And they like really balance each other out. Like, so when one is feeling sassy, the other one is like very serious. <laughs> like, because Cassian's clearly just trying to shut down. Like, I think he knows like, this isn't going to be good. Like Nessa and Devlin are definitely going to clash here. But I love, I just love her sass. Mm, I just love them so much. So then Elaine is like revealed more steps aside and oh, it's Elaine. And Elaine just looks terrified. She's so out of her element. She's like a little tiny doe, with big eyes and trembling legs. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, Neat. what am I doing here? Poor thing. And she's just this tiny little thing surrounded by all these big, angry, muscled, winged warriors around her. And that must have been really jarring for her too, because think about... The Illyrians she's been around are Cassian and Asriel, who are, like, overall, especially towards her, like, very gentle and, like, kind. Yes. And even though they're big and objectively scary, they're not, you know, they're always nice to her. Yes. So, Elaine looks scared, and Nessa just tells her, don't be afraid of them. And I love this picture here that SJM paints of, like, the juxtaposition of Elaine next to... Nesta and just how truly different they are Elaine being like a blooming flower in this dismal camp and Nessa being like a sharpened sword ready to draw blood they could not be more different from each other yep I love I love that picture SJM just is so she's so great at mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. oh my god it's yeah and I love I love that Nesta although she is she is very rigid and very sharp like a sword she almost becomes a flower with elaine because she is she herself is so soft is so gentle mm -hmm. is so loving towards elaine all the time no mm -hmm. matter what even and she flips on a dime mm -hmm. because she's she's literally like looking at these men mm -hmm. giving them the sass they deserve and then looking at elaine and is like eh fuck them I love it. Like, don't be, don't be afraid of them. It's, it is crazy how she can be in the same breath 
so hard and then so just like melty kind squishy with elaine so reese tells pharaoh mind to mind to just take her sisters to their tent because devlin might throw a hissy fit if he has to be around nesta for another minute because that's just the kind of weak-minded male that he is oops did i say that out loud okay oops um, out. <laughs> <laughs> the women make it to the tent and nesta asks everyone but mostly more what the difference between a fairy and a witch is and more tells her witches use power beyond what the cauldron gave them which is why they have to use spells and tools to harness that power whereas like fey just use what they have given to them essentially and that's the power, the magic that they wield. And did they, I didn't see they saw, <clears throat> or I didn't see them that they mentioned anything about how, like, how did the witches get access to power beyond the cauldron? They didn't say, but I know, I think it's witches are mentioned at another point, either in this book or Silver Flames. Hmm. Okay. So I, I do think we'll have to keep a, we learn keep a little bit on that. Yeah. Because um, I am curious about witches in this realm, because I feel like there must be some connection to our other right, witchy friends. Right, that's yeah. why I asked. The 13. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. we'll have to circle back when we learn more. Oh, yeah. So, um, basically, yeah, that's the difference between fae and witches. So, then we start doing what we kind of came here for. More begins to glamour Elaine. And... She tells her it might tingle a little, but it's not going to hurt. And Elaine needs to act like she's human. And I got big Twilight vibes here of Bella when she gets turned and then like Charlie comes to visit. Yes. And they're like, act like you're human. And she like tries to sit down. Yep. (laughs) Chair like skids across the thing. And they're like, don't move, like don't move too slow, but don't move too fast. Yes. Make sure to pretend to breathe. And blink. Yep, blink. Don't have perfect posture. Humans don't sit like that. (laughs) It's so crazy to think about. Like, and then Elaine's like, oh, but I like already act human. And to that, Pharaoh's like, yeah, also keep the like vision talk to a minimum, probably for the best for today. And Elaine says she, she can do that. She can keep the visions at bay while she's there. So this means Elaine must have some control over her visions or she must be able to like sense when they're coming on, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It is. And I wonder if that's kind of developing the longer that she has her powers mm-hmm. and the more lucid she becomes. Because oh, at yes. first I feel like it was entirely involuntary. Like mm-hmm. they were overtaking her mind almost. Yes. I wonder if now the more she's like, she just seems stronger mentally right now. Like she's in a better headspace. <clears throat> So I'm wondering if even just being with Nuala and Caridwin, maybe they've been helping her a little bit too. Yeah. Like I wonder if when we get some Elaine perspective, we'll learn like she had, maybe they were helping her some. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that there's a lot to be said about her current headspace being just significantly better. So much Which is about to go down the shitter. We're about to lose that, y'all. Oh my God. (laughs) So once glamoured, Elaine appears more muted and drab and she has no pointed ears. And I really like this moment here because Elaine... To her, now that she's been high fey and she's like a literal Greek goddess roaming among like normal high fey. I mean, she's like, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's like the Rosalie 
of oh, this group. Yes. She is like Rosalie. Everything connects back to Twilight, you guys. It really does. It always comes back. Thank the cauldron for Twilight. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think it's interesting because I think Elaine knew she was beautiful before, and she was beautiful before, but I think she's realizing how ordinary humans are compared to Faye. And she has this moment where she's kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I guess I didn't realize how ordinary I was. And then she's like, yeah, being in war makes me feel silly for, like, wanting to still feel beautiful, essentially. And Moore tells her not to let war take that away from her, even if it is something that's inconsequential, essentially. Like, you still have to hold on to those little things, even if they don't, in the grand scheme, yeah, they're not that important. It's the same as, like, don't compare your problems to someone else's, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's still a problem, Even if you don't think it's, like, as grand as someone else's problem, it's still a problem, you know? Right. So it's still something that means something to her. And that's, you have to hang on to the things that are important to you to get through something like war. Right. Like, for example, I'm sure Moore puts on her battle shit and then she puts on, like, her cute studded earrings and her lip gloss. And she's like, I'm a baddie. Let's go slay some bad guys. Hell yeah. (laughs) Like, Hell yeah. It's like you, like, kind of switching gears to like real life but it's like all these women that some people give these women a really hard time for like putting a bunch of makeup on and wearing like really nice clothes to the gym but like Mm -hmm. i have a lot of respect for that because and especially like the older i get and the more i learn about makeup like Mm -hmm. wearing makeup sometimes just makes you feel better it does and it's not and it's not like in a vain way it's not like Oh, I look so good, so I want people to see me. It's a, I look, I I like the way that I look, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I can take on more things today. Oh, yeah. Maybe I feel like I can lift a little more weight when I look at myself doing my curls in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, hell yeah. Yeah. And you look good doing it. Good for you. I say... Mad respect. Yeah, mad also, respect. and if you don't wear any makeup at all, you're still a badass. Also bad respect. It's fine, you know? Sometimes... I feel just as powerful not having something on my face as like a cool red lip and a smoky eye. And I'm like, damn, I'm ready to like go out and do some things, you know, like I feel, I don't know. I feel like makeup almost too makes you feel like you're in control. Yeah. I feel like as women too, there's not much we get to have control over (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. in this life. And so that is one thing where it's like you just feel so powerful and in control when you feel beautiful Mm -hmm. and feeling beautiful can come from being sweaty and no makeup being sweaty with makeup in a cocktail dress with makeup doesn't matter i think more is a really good example of that actually just like harnessing your power as a woman you're like feminine energy Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make you any that doesn't change how much of a badass you are Mm -hmm. if anything it ignites it Yep. It increases it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. So later, Reese winnows them to Grayson's estate. Oh, goody. There's a towering stone wall and guards. And it's honestly crazy to, like, picture super sweet, innocent, soft Elaine in a place like this. Like, she was going to be the lady of the house. She's going to be running this place. And Elaine holds her head high, and she tells the guards... To tell Grayson his betrothed has come for him and begs for sanctuary. 
nervous breathing. Nervous. <laughs> if you saw our Instagram story, then you know. making fun of Twilight, then you know. <laughs> oh God, I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> Oh God! Don't get old, people. Oh God! <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> carry on. Oh, chapter fifty-two. They have to wait outside of the estate because the guard literally has to come through like a freaking moat and a barricade. Not actually, but like this is what I'm I'm imagining some like satirical Shrek-based. Yes. Shrek. stupid guy on a horse that has mm-hmm. like a huge set of keys and mm-hmm. like goes through like a picket fence and the next one is like a 10 foot privacy fence and then the mm-hmm. next one is like an iron gate and the next one is like he has to carry his horse through the moat and the next one is like spiked gate with like the heads of our enemies spiked <laughs> on it you know, very it game of thrones like, it gets like very Game of Thrones, but like in the most satirical way. Like Monty Python meets yes! Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yes. And Monty comes Python up. meets. <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> the movie is great. Oh my god! Anything satirical, like I just love. I just love it all. Yes. Um, Satire speaks to me. Uh, yeah. So they had to wait outside the estate, and they're patiently waiting for this guard to go through multiple gates into the fortress of the estate to go get Grayson and Grayson's father. Mm-hmm. And Farah is like thinking to herself as she realizes that this estate is literally a prison. She's like, um, how did you even meet this man? Right. If he's locked up in here all the time. He's like the male Rapunzel. It, truly. But like not in a desirable way, like in no. a stay in there kind of way. You stay in your freaking tower, dude. <laughs> Nobody wants that shit. Nobody wants you to let He's down like your Isaac hair. He's like Isaac 2.0. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Get out of here. <laughs> Elaine deserves better. Anyways, oh. continue. But Elaine explains that they actually met at a, at a ball that his father threw. Mm. And Nesta was there. And she chimes in and, and says, I've been to funerals that were merrier. Oh, God. You know it's bad if Nesta's saying that. Because Nesta yes. hates balls. Right. Right. Well, those <clears throat> kind of balls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling spicy tonight. <laughs> so as they waited, it's it's kind of hard to tell what Elaine is feeling, but she just kind of has her eyes locked on kind of the distance of where Grayson would be coming. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is monitoring everything very closely. They can taste the fear coating all of every single human. And the humans, even though they're terrified, they are remaining firm with their ash tipped, their ash arrows pointed directly at them. Yikes. Yikes. Like tensions are high. Mm-hmm. This is not a good situation. No. And they were finally allowed in. But only to the guardhouse. They weren't allowed into the actual estate on the off chance that they would, not the off chance, on the for sure chance that they would then find out like how to get in and out of the estate and what their defenses were mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They were essentially shut in this guardhouse. So they were like stuffed in the guardhouse, told them, be told to wait for Grayson and his father, and they shut the fucking doors. <laughs> And as they and they just wait, and this almost instantly sends Farah into a little bit of a spiral. She's breaking out in a cold sweat, and we know it's reminding her all too well of her time under the mountain. 
-hmm. and the times that she's been confined in areas against her will, which has been too many, too many times. Too many times for one person to endure in their lifetime. Yeah. And Reese senses this naturally and calms her, speaking to her through the bond, saying, this place does not hold you. It's okay. This place does not hold you. So sweet. So, so sweet. Damn sweet. But it actually, it doesn't quite do the trick, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't expect it to, honestly. Mm-hmm. And she feels Nesta watching her. And Vera is pretty private, especially with Nesta. Mm-hmm. But she does open up and she just says, sometimes I have problems with small spaces. And Nesta is quiet for a beat. But then with equal quiet says, I can't get into a bathtub anymore i have to use buckets i have full body goosebumps right now and it's it's just such a big moment Mm -hmm. for both of them to open up like that because like i said they're both pretty reserved nesta never never says anything like this this is admitting a weakness yes she doesn't do that and Farah never says anything like this to her sisters. Mm-hmm. Her sisters, I was thinking about it after this moment when Farah was like, sometimes I have problems with small spaces. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what that means. They no. don't know anything about what happened to her under the mountain. And I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, why have they never asked? Like, mm-hmm. why haven't we... At least shown a little concern for what your sister has went through when you weren't together. It, they, she asked you. Right. She talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. Or rather, you told her and spit it in her face. Right. Mm. Their, their relationship is so... It's definitely like a two-way street problem, right? We have them not really ever asking they don't really ask Farah a lot about what's going on in her life and then you also have Farah. Farah is your classic it's it's crazy she acts like an oldest child she does even though she's not she the the not wanting to be a burden the not sharing your experience because you don't want to put that on someone else the not letting your family see those things that that make you crack or not letting them know you don't have it together because she's the glue. She holds them together. I mean, she, she kept them alive for such a long time. And I think that she probably thinks if they knew how much that really took out of her and if they knew how much that cost her and then everything else she's paid up until this point of herself and given of herself that they would probably resent the shit out of her. She's probably like afraid of that, I would think. Right. And so yeah, it's just this two-way, it's a problem between from both ends, from both parties. Yep. And it I think they kind of address it in a if we don't know it, we don't have to deal with it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's kind of the the vicious cycle that all three of those sisters and honestly a lot of the individuals in this book get into. Oh, God, yeah. Just about every single one of them. Yep. In a, if we don't talk about it, it won't be a problem. And that's literally (laughs) never the case. Never the case. It doesn't stop existing if you don't acknowledge it. Right. It festers. It festers quick. It explodes. 
Yeah. Ugh. Oh god. But we have this moment, and it's it's a big one. It's beautiful because and Nesta doesn't say this just in front of Farah. She says this in front of everyone. In front of everyone, and this is a moment I feel like this piece of Nesta, and then like the scene with her and Cass at the very end, right. of this book. Those are the things that get you to actually keep going in Silver Flames. Yes, agreed. Because you know it's there. You it's know very it's deep, in but there. it's there. You get those little flashes. Mm-hmm. And thank you, SJM. She knew what she was doing because she's Nessa is a compelling enough character where you she's she's like an onion. As, she's like an onion. As as donkey. <laughs> Nessas are like onions. You are peeling back some of the layers and mm-hmm. we're gonna sob the entire time we peel back layers of yes. her because her story is it's a really powerful one. And I love moments like this. Yeah. And then Grayson and his father finally approach. Oh, God. And as Grayson came in, kind of bust, like busting through this door, his eyes were immediately upon Elaine. And he staggers towards her, only for his father to catch his arm and pull him back. And he just asks, what is the meaning of this, his father? Yes. And at this point, you're like, wow, Grayson loves her. Grayson, mm-hmm. like, it was it, it was almost a mirror image of when Lucian went out away the mm-hmm. last time him and Elaine were together when he went to look for Vasa. Oh yeah, and she staggered a step towards him. Yes, like right now, Grayson he staggered a step toward a step towards her. Mm-hmm. And this, he. He knows. Correct me if I'm... Oh, does he know? In this moment, he already knows. He does know. Okay. Because, I mean, I <clears throat> we both have kind of read ahead a little to next chap- to next episode. He but knows. I couldn't remember that. And so that really blows. Because at first I was like, oh, wow, they haven't seen each other. Like, he Right. So really we know in her. this moment that Grayson knows <sighs> that she's Faye. It's like, it's a trap. It's it's a trap. However, I think in, I think in this, like, when he first sees her because she's glamoured, mm-hmm. he thinks like maybe best case scenario that maybe she, maybe that wasn't true yeah maybe she is still human she looks human she yeah. looks human it's so maybe life. he's kind of hanging on to that thread of hope <sighs> but after uh nolan mm-hmm. let's come up with a shitty name for him because he sucks too nincompoop nolan nincompoop <laughs> but like that's not his first name though right is it lord are there is their last name nolan maybe Grayson Nolan? Oh no, Nolan is his father. Okay, so we Nolan's not their last name. Lord Nolan. That's like if someone called Reese Lord Reese. Yes. His first name is Nolan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nincompoop Nolan. That's Nincompoop his name. Nolan. When he asked, what is the meaning of this? Nesta steps forward and she gives a very short and sweet explanation. Mm-hmm. Long story short, the wall went down. The king and queens used the cauldron, the king of Hybern and the queens, human queens, used the cauldron to change her, Nesta, against her will as a quote-unquote test and now now that the wall is down this whole squad of fey plus elaine mm-hmm. a quote-unquote human is simply asking grayson and nolan and his father nolan for refuge for the humans because the wall is down and the fey are coming mm. winter is coming <laughs> the fey are coming <laughs> and so all they're doing is just asking for refuge for the humans it literally has nothing to even do with them. Right. So they don't even have to be there. Yeah. There's there's no gain for them 
if you look at it from a strictly what are we gaining what are we losing perspective Mm -hmm. they could they don't have a lot to gain right and then nesta and farah excuse me introduced everyone and elaine is kind of reverting back she's returning to her you know she's not being she's not talking a lot she's just kind of being quiet but then, after everyone is introduced, she looks back to Grayson and begs him to open the gates for the humans, to save them and to protect them. And to this, he says, I would be inclined to believe you if you were not lying to me with your every breath. <laughs> this is an oh shit moment. Q Schmidt. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, shit. Shit. You're right. I don't know why I forgot literally from 30 minutes ago when I read this. Like he, that he. He knew the whole he knew. time. And what, I think he was just he's kind a liar. of going back and forth whether or not to believe it. And now, now he does. Can you imagine because the pit in her stomach when he said yes, that? Literally fell right out of her butt heart straight through the butt you guys grayson's father simply said do you think you could come into my house deceive me with your fairy magic scoff i have to give him props though (laughs) this is still bold for you have like powerful fae standing in front of you the most powerful fae a handful of the most powerful fae and illyrians in existence Uh and you're being a nincompoop. A nincompoop. Nincompoop. <laughs> Reese, again, is like, I don't give a shit what you believe. Mm-hmm. I only want you, I'm only here to ask you to help protect the humans. And it's obvious that the risk is apparent to us. So again, we don't have a ton to gain. We have a bit to lose because you're, you have all of your people pointing ash arrows at us. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not a, not a good situation. Like, why would we willingly put ourselves in this situation... If we weren't trying to genuinely help. Yes. And then we get a little clarity on what Grayson was talking about with the lying through your teeth. Mm -hmm. Nolan said, I have it on good authority that it was Elaine Archeron who has turned Faye first and who now has a High Lord's son as a mate. Uh, (laughs) As a mate. Uh... Oof. Again, Reese with his beautiful mask. He's such a good actor. He's he is such... a phenomenal actor. He just said, and who exactly told you this? And we hear footsteps crunching the suspension. And Pharaoh's perspective, this is what is said. We all went for our weapons as Jurian strolled into the guardhouse and said, I did. the drama it's chef's kiss Mm. and this is where jurian changes drastically in our i in our minds love jurian again he's for jurian i'm telling you jurian reese eris they're all the same they're all they are all the same they are tortured souls who had to do some really shitty things mm-hmm. and then are just 
itching for a redemption arc. Oh my god. And boy, do we get one with Jurian. I freaking love this. Oh, chapter 53. <laughs> Jurian enters, and Elaine immediately begins shaking as Nincompoop Nolan reveals how Jurian told him everything about the queens and the Archeron sisters and the cauldron. Well, the last time Elaine saw him, he was the one who was like, throw them in. Yep. <laughs> he was standing next to King Highburn. He's like, there you go. Yeah. This will be a fun little experiment. Oh, my God. The- what? Can you- Just, I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> And then, like, everything her brain must be going through in this entire chapter. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like mental whiplash probably for her. Yeah, honestly. Because, because she she doesn't have the context of everything else anyways. Like right. Miriam All and Dragon and, you know. Yeah, and Elaine and, and Nesta. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so, again, if we don't talk about it, it's okay. Yeah. But that that results in them being very ignorant to everything that's going on in the mm-hmm. Fae world. They don't know anything. Other than the very, very minimum about the war, about the people we're fighting, about why we're fighting, about the history. I mean, Amran started teaching Nesta a little bit more about history. So, right. But still, like Elaine in particular, all she knows is what she's experienced. And all she's experienced was getting kidnapped, thrown into the cauldron, and then shoved into the cottage in Valaris. Yep. For months and months until she pulled herself out of her she, her own head. She was basically like a patient in a psychiatric ward at that point. Like That's literally yeah. all this woman knows. But could you imagine? I just feel like it's definitely not my personality in front of what I know of you. It's not really your personality to not be curious about the world that you live in and like to like not ask questions like, okay, we're in this situation. What do we do and why? And like who are these people and and why are we why do we care about them right how you exist just floating through everything i don't know what that's like no (laughs) i've I've never ever been that kind of person no but that's because you and i really we really like control it there's that too (laughs) control and i do think we both just have a very genuine curiosity for like yes in general how things work and why yes but yes i when it comes to who the people are and everything yeah that's That's all important i i want control of who i'm interacting with yeah and i want to know who i'm interacting with because Mm -hmm. then i can know their weaknesses i can know their strengths i can know how to approach them and what Mm -hmm. i i just can't imagine that level of ignorance in this high stakes of a situation no she no they're just so different from Farah. I mean, Farah got put in the spring court and she was, from the second she got there, she was searching and creeping around and like trying to find answers and putting the puzzle together. And Elaine and Nessa are just like, we're here. Right. Doop. Like just this bad thing happened to me and I'm going to be upset about it yeah, and do nothing. They're just existing. I'm like, oh my God. Like, ugh, it's such a shame. But I mean, I know things get do get better later on and except for really with Elaine. And I hope that Elaine, we get some more curiosity from her. I think that's one of the main reasons I find her boring. Yeah. She doesn't have any drive. Nope. And I don't, I don't relate to that at all. So 
Farah demands to know why Jurian is here. Like, what the actual fuck? Yes. Why are you here? Why are you here? And also, maybe I'll just kill you now. Yes. She internally is contemplating Jurian's demise. Because, again, let us not forget everything he's put our friends through. He literally put a bolt through Asriel's chest. And Cassian's wings got shredded the last time we were with him. And our sisters got put into a cauldron and turned into Faye. Yeah, so Farah at this point is like, absolutely not. I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah, this guy is a goner. He, no, nope, nope, no nope. mercy. She is like spiraling fast in her head. She, oh, oh, yes. And then Jurian tells them, you know, the queens deserve to be butchered. It was all too easy to convince them to join Hybern's cause. Only one queen was strong enough to play along and then help the inner circle out. And when the other queens found out, they gave that queen to the adder. So we already know the queens suck. And vicious. They're vicious. And they only want power. And he goes on saying, Hybern resurrected him specifically to appeal to the human queens. Because remember, Jurian's really the only substantial like human player in this like on our chessboard of like Prithian mm-hmm. and the human lands. Besides the queens, we have the queens and we have Jurian. That's it. Yeah. The other humans are just existing in ignorance, essentially. Yeah. It's wild. And Hybern believed that Jurian had gone mad trapped in Amarantha's ring. But plot twist, he didn't. And he woke up when Hybern resurrected him, he woke up on the wrong side of the wall surrounded by enemies and he calls out more saying you were my friend and you i can't believe that you believed for a minute that i would ever betray the humans like my people like why would you think that and more points out you kind of have a history of going mad so like i was just assuming you had gone mad again case in point everything that happened with clithia yeah which is Very valid. Yes. And this is kind of where we're all kind of piecing things together, right? Jurian admits to that. And he says he let that break him so that they could all be free in that last war. And he has had 500 years, y'all. 500 years being captured by his enemy to think about everything that happened that led to that point. 500 years years holy shit to just casually be like i didn't go mad fuck you yes you did yeah, oh. you could have went mad five times over in that time and you're just yes you're a professional at pulling yourself out of your madness at that <laughs> point because there is no mortal immortal i don't care who you are you are trapped by your enemy for 500 years forced to witness the things that she does to people that are not your enemies Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing to be shoved into prison. Yep. And have to sit there and rot for a millennia. Yep. But it's a completely different experience to be trapped by your enemy and forced to witness things that are as horrible as the things that Amaratha did. Oh, yeah. And look at look at what being trapped under the mountain did to Reese after 50 years. Yeah. Absolutely not. He 500 years? No. He wouldn't have nope. made... He would not have made it 500 years. He would not have. Mm, and... Jurian 
asks Reese why he never looked into his mind to try and see the truth, like to even to try and get an inkling of what was going on with Jurian. Because this whole time, you know, Jurian's been standing beside Highburn, like, come on, Reese, like, come on, Reese, like, look into my head. And you know, I can't even imagine how frustrated. So frustrated. How just defeating that had to have been for Jurian, because that was his in. That was the only way he could have possibly shown anyone anything other than his act. Yep. Right? And he knew. He knew that Reese was the only one that had the ability to do that. And when they were together, Reese did not seize the opportunity. But. And we know why. <laughs> and the reason is really sad, you guys, is because he didn't want to see anything to do with Amarantha. And as we know, a lot of Jurian's memories from the last 500 years are all Amarantha doing things except for when he wakes up those are the only memories that don't contain amarantha that is tragic that is heartbreaking that 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 was something that reese probably considered doing but was like afraid to do that which again sjm is so good at creating complex layered characters reese is so mm, he's so like deep and complicated and like and just so, even though he's not a human, so human. Like, so human. Just to be so, he's this big, immortal. I mean, he's one of the most powerful beings in Prithian and probably within our, all of our SJM universe, probably one of the most powerful of all of our like main cast. Yeah, I'd agree. Of SJM characters. Oh, yeah, I think he is for sure. Yeah. And like, like the fact that he is afraid. Of the way, like, that would make him feel to have to go back and see that again. I mean, that tells you a lot. Again, like I said, I don't think he would have made it 500 years under that mountain. Ugh. But what a sticky spot for Jurian. I know. What a clusterfuck. It is a... <laughs> he is chaotic. It is chaotic. Jurian is, like... He is... He... Everything about him, even though he's, like, quote-unquote good... I feel like everything he does is just chaotic enough that I think he's a little mad. I think he's a little mad. He's almost like a loose cannon. I mean, he's... He is. He's yeah. a loose cannon. He's like, oh, fuck it. I've already I've already been through the worst of it. So, like, I'm going to go... I am going to vanquish my enemies, mm -hmm. and I am going to put on the best act this world has ever seen. Mm -hmm. You think Reese is a good actor? Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm going mm -mm. to win that Grammy. <laughs> It's mine. It's mine, I tell you, mine. <laughs> and honestly, he deserves it. Oh, my God. Wait, Grammys or music? Oscar. It's going to win the Oscar. I never know the difference. I, so don't, I don't know. I don't either. All I, the only reason I know Oscar is because like, it took Leo forever to win one. Yeah. And so that's the only reason I know this acting. But I think Grammys are music. Yeah, Anyways, I think you're right. Clearly, we're um, down with the kids. We're, we're, I'm down with the kids. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're yeah, the bomb. Dude. You to bomb. <laughs> so we leave this heartbreaking moment. All is revealed as Jurian tells them he's actually been working to help them this entire time. What? <laughs> Plot twist? Who saw that coming? I didn't when I first read this. Oh my god. I was floored. I didn't believe it. I was like, hell no. No way. You're full of shit. I don't <laughs> trust you for a second. But then this next part really 
I think opens like him up a lot because he says essentially like he's been biding his time in Highburn and he's been there learning their weaknesses who better to learn from than your enemy. Right. And he's only acting obsessed with finding Miriam and Draken because that's what everybody expects because the last they all knew he was in love with Miriam. Right. And he says that, um, Highburn allowed him to search freely for them. And so like, in a way, by searching for them, we know they're like unreachable. So he's hoping that by searching for them, word is going to get to them that that Jurian is looking for them. So that will trigger them to ready their defenses and be ready to like fight, but not to fight him, to fight Highburn. Right. Oh, oh my God. Brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant because truly, if you think about it, the only thing mm-hmm. that's going to pull them out We've already tried to contact them. Mm-hmm. We have we have tried everything. Mm-hmm. And Jurian knows that. Yep. Jurian knows that. Jurian knows this group of people yep. better than Farah does, better than anyone else. Yep. He has fought beside and with these individuals as long as time. Yeah, he was friends with them. He was he knows all of them. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that the only way to contact them and to get through to them in a way that will force them to act is if they think that he first can you imagine being them and being oh, like Jurian, Jurian, Jurian? Are we talking about the same Jurian? Because know, I'm pretty sure he's a he's dead. He's and human. He was There's like no way. 500 years ago. Oh god! And then they're probably like, how mad must he be if he's had 500 <gasps> years to like just unhinged? How terrifying! So like, not only are they going to ready themselves for battle they are they are doing everything in their power Mm -hmm. to make the most intense uh army yeah that they that they're they possibly can (laughs) it's really the work of a mad genius honestly and that's why i do think he's a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs <laughs> That's a great way, but I I really do like in the best way possible. But he's like Harley Quinn. He is. He reminds me of Harley Quinn. Like she mm-hmm. is so cool, but she's completely unhinged. Oh yeah, she's she is the definition of mad. Like, but yeah, all the things she does, she pulls it off. Mm-hmm. She, she always pulls it off. They're plans. extremely like. There's a solid chance she's gonna die. Yep. Every single thing she does. But she never dies. Yep. Because she doesn't care. No. Again, Durian's been through the worst of it. Nothing yeah. nothing bad can happen to him. If he just dies, that's mm-hmm. like best case scenario, right? Yeah, he gets of relief. like ways to die or ways to go. Yep. Like at least he doesn't get resurrected and, you know, forced to, you know, keep his soul in a ring. Right. And watch shit for five hundred years when he his human brain is only capable of conceiving a human lifespan. I can't even. I cannot even imagine. He is one of the coolest characters of this series. He is. And again, Sarah J. Moss can write literally as many books as she wants. I will read them all. I want all of the perspectives and point of views from all of these people. Yes. I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> so Jurian tells them, Surprise, he doesn't want to kill Miriam and Draken. He actually just wants to be forgiven. Oh. oh. 
And he begs them to send Asriel to try and find Miriam and Draken. He's like, please, whatever you do, just just find them. Like, we need them. And he knows better than anyone how we need them. And Reese asks him, dude, why now? Why are you telling us this now? And Jurian tells them, now that the wall is down, he can move freely. And this way he can warn the humans. Because right after the High Lords meeting, you want to know who ran right back to Highburn's camp that was in the spring court? Oh my god. It was tampon. I can't I cannot believe that he had the fucking audacity to not even act like he was being an ally. Yeah. Like he was just he was a complete jerk at that meeting Mm -hmm. and then still went against everything that he said he was going to do and backstabbed all of them. And again, if I remember correctly, I do think he's also double agenting here. Yes. <laughs> but we're allowed to be mad about it. Yeah. And give us permission. Uh, <laughs> we get I to- just want an excuse to be mad at Tamla. Everybody just needs to be mad at him at some point. We need to release that anger. But like truly to not even what I don't, what I don't, what makes me mad about Tamlin at least say tell someone hey guys this i'm going to go not only am i just bringing you these plans from hybrid like my plan is to go back to him like like i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep up this act. i'm gonna snape this shit yes i am going to snape and tamlin wishes tamlin, tamlin wishes he had wishes. even a quarter of the nads that snape has the nads the swag the absolute just gold devotion dedication to doing the right thing snape is the best character of all time you cannot convince me otherwise Mm. he is my favorite harry potter character he is my i i'll say it he is my favorite character of all time period he is yes he's the goat he is the goat of literary characters oh my god like yes but tamlin like that's the thing snape had he told Dumbledore. Dumbledore. So, like, he had a point of reference of, like, you know, someone of all knows. These things. It's like, Tamlin, tell someone, like. Or we're just going to assume the worst. Tell Tarquin? Like, somebody. Like, you have to be, of all the seven high lords, someone has to be somewhat your friend. Yeah. And it, it should be Tarquin because you share a border with him. And if you're fucked, he's fucked. Right. So, if you're truly trying to help. Prithian as a whole, Tarquin ne- Tarquin should be your guy because yes. you can ally with him. You don't even have to ally with any of the other High Lords. Tell one. And even, sorry, I'm going to rage about this for a minute. Even if, okay, you still love Feyre, if you really love Feyre, tell them. Tell them exactly what you're planning to do. You you know Feyre, you know she's good. Even though you don't like Reese and you're mad that she left you for Reese. You you know that that's real. You can tell everybody else that you think it's not. But Tamlin knows. He knows. I hate the whole... He's just so fucking petty. Like, to put on that whole hissy fit in front of everyone and be just... Mean. Mean. Just mean. Just mean to someone who you still obviously have feelings for. Like, for the good of Prithian, just be like... Look, I'm mad about this whole situation. I don't even want to look at these people. Mm-hmm. 
let's just pretend they don't exist. Fine. Here's my plan. This is what I'm going to do. Is it cool with you guys? We're all a team. I fucking hate all the high lords can just go suck a major dick because I'm just over. I'm over all of them. I'm over the patriarchal bullshit of just like, you know, it's just a power struggle. It is. Prithian is going to rip in half if you don't do something about it. Right. <sighs> yeah, I I am with you. <laughs> so mad. I'm with you. It's just it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't. Oh my god. Like just again, tell someone. Jurian is telling someone. This is this is him telling someone. He's had it. He's he's found his moment. Yep. He's he's found. And he's his going moment. and he's going to go right back to Highburn. Yes. And do his get back on his bullshit. Yes. But we now we know why he's doing it. And honestly, if for Durian, for Tamlin, for whoever, mm-hmm. if you are going to tell anyone mm-hmm. in the High Lords, I retract Tarquin. You should tell Reese. Again, he is the most powerful High Lord. If he wanted to, if Reese was a true baddie like Highburn, mm-hmm. there would not be other High Lords. It would be Reese. It, it would, would be Reese be. and Farah, and they would rule all of the courts, and that's that. Yep. And they would rally everyone, and they would go fight Highburn. But instead, Reese is being the good guy. Reese is the one getting everyone together and trying to get everyone to pleasantly work together if you're gonna tell anyone it should probably be him because he's the one rallying the troops right it's so just communicate why is it so hard to communicate how are you allowed to be in power if you're just that dense yeah and you have poor communication skills i mean college students in america we were talking about this this morning all have to take communications classes the fucking high lords of prithian should have to take com 101 <laughs> Can you imagine? God, I'd hate to be that professor. Oh, oh my god. Huh. Oh my god. The one thing that I don't get is why did Jurian tell Grayson and his dad about Elaine? What did he gain in that? Mm. Like, maybe we learn that in our reread and in the next few chapters. But if he's truly on the Night Court side. Why would he go to the human estate and divulge that information? I wonder. The only thing I could think is like that would be a way for him to be like, hey, I'm human. I think he's almost tricking Grayson and his dad and being like, look, these people are going to like come and do this. Like, this is what we're going to do. I'm telling you the the girl you loved is she's Faye, whatever. Like, so you have one up on them, whatever. So the humans feel powerful in this moment. Mm. And then I feel like it's kind of like a, Oh, but I'm actually good with them. And they are going to bring all these humans here. Right. That's the only thing I could think of it just being kind of like a, like a power play, kind of like a power play. But I agree. It it is. uh, It's weird. It gets unnecessarily ugly. Uh, yeah especially in the next couple chapters the next couple chapters it gets messy next episode we're gonna be yelling a lot but the very last thing i want to say is not just tampon betraying everyone highburn is now planning an attack on the summer court and you know when it is tomorrow tomorrow it's not like oh a week two weeks they're rallying their forces no they're there they're they're there and they're going to uh, attack him. And we don't have forces. We have barely any forces that can fly. Everyone else of all of Perithian, they have to march. 
Yep. That's what that's why Helion was talking about in the beginning of this episode of yep. that's why Tamlin and Tarquin have to rally their defenses first yep. because everyone else has to march. And now we're looking at a 24-hour time frame and we do not have time to march. Uh, we do not have time to march. It is no nope. too late. It's too late. You're it's flyer bust. Oh my god. It's flyer you don't get there until everyone's already dead. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we're all fucked. Tomorrow, hibern's only a day away. That's where we leave this episode. Oh, ah! No. Ah! oh my god. <sighs> oh boy. I'm sweating. I'm not okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just wild how fast it unravels. It happens quick. Yeah, I told you the rest of this book is just like... Bam, bam, bam. Utter madness. Yeah. And so our next episode is chapters 54 through 56. In yes. chapter 56, be prepared. That sucker is like 30 pages long. Yep. Yep. I don't know if it's actually 30 pages long, but it's a it's a long it's, ass chapter. On Audible, wasn't it like 36 minutes long? Oh, my God. On 1.3 speed. Holy <laughs> shit. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a doozy for sure. Yeah. But it'll be a good one, so... Be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's that. That's that. So, next week, make sure you read those chapters 54 through 56. Put your deodorant on before 56. <laughs> Be, that way you're prepared for next maybe, episode. Maybe do a little bit of meditation. Do a little some Or at least have it prepared reading. for after the episode. Yeah, like have a mantra that you can like anchor back to throughout the chapter. <laughs> I am okay. I am okay. I am happy. I am healthy. I am safe. This is fiction. This is fiction. (laughs) This literally only exists in my head. (laughs) I am making my own problems. I am am deciding to be upset about this fictional place and thing that is happening. It is a choice. Yes. It's overtaking my brain, but it's a choice. (laughs) It's a choice. I can choose to walk away. Actually, can't, can't. but... I'm addicted. I'm hooked. (laughs) Thank you so much for choosing to be a part of our book club. Seriously, guys, every single one of you, we appreciate you. Every message you send, every like you give, every share, all of that. Um, Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify or on Apple. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at House of Wind Pod. And feel free to email us your theories, burning questions, or honestly anything to houseofwindpodcast at gmail.com. All of this information can be found in the show notes. And we will talk to you next week stay sweaty <laughs>